I'm Andrew Haynes, and this is the Fair Game Podcast, the place where we talk about all things golf. We brought two tastemakers along for this episode. One is Ray Matei, an all-around creative who loves golf and has nearly two decades of experience in streetwear, fashion, and footwear. The other is Michael Hugh, founder of Students Golf, a new label in this space. We'll cover a wide range of topics, but we'll first spend a little time getting to know these guys and what they've been up to recently. Let's get started. All right, guys. Thanks for being on the pod. Um, welcome. Michael, are you playing golf today? Can you give us a quick a quick rundown of what's happening today? What event are you playing in? What's the format? I'm at the uh, Gaming Golf Club um, X-SwitchCon um, Golf Tournament in Madeiras. Um, it's a super beautiful golf course in the middle of nowhere down in San Diego. Nice. How are you feeling? Are you feeling confident with your game right now? Shit, hell no. I got no sleep. <laughs> it's, I'm probably going to be taking pictures of flowers and trees today rather than golfing. Dude, sometimes the pictures, you know, a bad round with, with good pictures taken, sometimes that's enough. I'm not, I'm not mad at that. You know, Stephen Malbin, like, actually taught me to appreciate other things other than the golf ball when, like, when you're golfing, you know, so... Now like animals like, like, yeah. like animals and hogs and like coyotes and foxes and butterflies and hummingbirds that's dope i'm into that so well good luck today what time are you going out shotgun starts at one o'clock nice all right with uh people that i don't know and i think that's what makes golf fun see i like that too some people don't like that i've heard it from you know different perspectives some people are like i do not want to play golf with people i've never met and me i am the opposite I kind of like playing with strangers. Who says that? That's lame. I don't know. I guess people have different strokes, I guess. Yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I think golf, I think when you golf with random people, like I, I see golf as like meeting best friends you haven't met yet. You know what I mean? It's like you open up a dialogue with like with them and next thing you know, like you guys are probably going to be hanging out like two weeks from now, you know? So it's dope. Exactly. It's nice to have like one, if you're playing in like a foursome, one to two people that are homies and then, or it's one homie and then like two new people. Cause it's kind of like going to a party. Like you can go to a party and know no one there and then, you know, meet new people and chat. But it's, I think a party is always a little bit better. Like if you got a homie with you, like you take a homie to the, to the launch event and you guys are hanging out, you know, Maybe but the like, issue with today is like I feel like I'm probably gonna be the oldest dude with two kids in the group, and everybody's gonna be like 22, 25 years old. And like, <laughs> you know? That's probably really true. Yeah. <laughs> Says the man. <laughs> Life comes at you fast. But not 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 for nothing. I'm jealous too. I wanted to play in the in the golf gaming club. I mean, hung hung trans invited me to play, and I know there's gonna be like a. Story. I was supposed to be paired up with you, dude. I was looking forward to it. Really, I didn't know that. Have you stay at my house, barbecue for you, cook filet mignon, all that stuff, dude. Ooh. That sounds damn. I wish I had time to do it. I have so much on my plate at the moment, so I couldn't get out there. But I'm sure you're going to have fun. You'll have, you'll have a good day. Yeah, this could be a great day. Awesome. So, all right. I'd love to do uh, just some brief introductions. I know that was a ramble. Um, just to tell people a little bit about each of you guys. I'd love to start with one of my favorite stories is how the hell you got into golf. And then how that kind of like led into what you're doing now specifically. So since you're playing Michael and we've been talking and you've been talking a lot, let's, let's go to Ray. You want to kick, you want to, you want to kick us off, Ray? 
Okay, sure. My name is Ray Mate. I'm a native New Yorker, uh, born in Brooklyn, currently reside in Queens for the past almost 20, almost 20 years. Uh, just to jump right into it. So golf, um, I always thought it was kind of funny. Uh, I used to work for European American Bank in the late 90s, and I had to go to golf events. I didn't really like it. It was kind of boring. Um, it was more of like a corporate function, like corporate bonding event. Um, fast forward in 2000, one of my good friends, Keith Huffnagel, um, he got married in, in Monterey, California. Um, he, they hosted the, you know, the reception at Del Monte and also like, you know, all his close friends got to play at the country club. So that was like my first exposure to like golfing with like friends. It was actually such a good time and, you know, getting like all, getting all geared up and like being with your boys and the part about like, you know, just kind of being competitive and like semi taking it seriously and semi not. Um, it was almost similar to like skateboarding, right? Wherever you go, like whatever city you go meet your homie, what's the spot? Where do you go? Where do you skate? Um, and, you know, at that event, you know, we had our, our buddies from, from, you know, LA, we had our buddies from Australia and it was like, you know, all of us got together to kind of hang out and play golf. So that was like my really first exposure to it. And the way that he described it was like, you know, golf is, golf is the next skateboarding and like when you hear this when i heard this in 2000 i was like dude way too many jaeger shots for you um <laughs> definitely not you can't compare both of these you know both of these uh cultures or lifestyle but i wasn't really you know it was a little different back then for me like i mean i understand it a little bit more now like now it's uh it's a thing that you do with people like certain people like people like appreciate being outside they want to like you know have a conversation it's it's like it's literally similar to skateboarding now um more than ever just because it's like it's a lot more youthful you know and it's it's been going on for many years i know people are like you know they're jumping on the bandwagon like yeah you know i just want to step in and talk about golf fashion how cool it is it's been happening way before um covid you know it's been happening you know costin's been playing golf since god knows when mm -hmm. dude it's i mean keith has been playing golf longer than than a than a lot of the people that I know, he's been getting lessons, telling mm. me to get lessons, and sending me golf course photos. And he's like, "Hey, you're playing a shitty muni in Queens. I'm in Hawaii playing here." Um, so that's really my first, um, you know, that's my first intro to golf. And like ever since then, I slowly got into it. But I mean, everyone knows like golf is like, you know, you go golfing with your boys, and it becomes like, you know, let's drink beers, let's party, let's, let's smoke a joint, let's do all types of crazy shit, and act like idiots. I mean. Eventually, you know, I kind of matured and got over that. And now it's more of like, you know, I want to experience like, I want to experience the resort. I want to experience the food. I want to experience, you know, the, the signature hole. I want to get geared up. I can't wait to wear this, that, and then some, and you know, hit my new fucking driving iron. So I might be ranting a little bit. That's, that's really my first uh, exposure to golf nice ray makes really good money now and so he he's done with the munis and he wants to join country clubs and like travel. listen mr mr i have three clubs i right three clubs right to remember <laughs> like where do you want to go today you want to go to mr verity let's go play there are you okay with that fucking <laughs> guy come on guy wait are you a member of three clubs michael is michael okay let's pause pull up the bag tags like what what i make in golf stays in golf and so I don't put that back into my bank account and it has to go <laughs> somewhere. So I just joined these country clubs. Okay. This, this, 
that's how I take care of you guys. That's how I take care of you when you're out here, dude. <laughs> we appreciate that. Oh man, I'm trying to be smart about it. Okay, let's let's take a moment. Let's take a moment to flex. Can you walk us through the three three memberships right now? So what's number one? What's club number one? Mesa Verde. Okay. 18 holes. What we like? What's the 18 holes? It's considered like kind of like a little mini Riviera of Orange County. Flex. I like it. What's number two? Not really Riviera, but like I don't know. I've been told that they they say it's like a little mini. I mean, Ray, you played it, right? Like, I love the I love the last hole. The 18th hole is sick, dude. 18 holes, nerve wracking. Par three, uh, overlooking two bodies of water, Ooh. sand bunkers yeah. everywhere, and you got the clubhouse having dinner, looking down at you as you shank the ball or you hit the ball in the water. Wait, so how par three? How many yards is this hole? One eighty six. Okay, all right. Yeah, dude, like it's gnarly, especially on a Friday night when mm-hmm. it's packed. Oh man, it should be yeah. Scary. I only play there once, but it's it's all lit up and nice. And, and I just remember I blew a birdie putt there, but whatever. I played like shit that day. You, you either lose a lot of money or you win a lot of money on eighteen hole there. I like that. I think I might have Backs. lost a lot when I won. Strong. What's club number two? Club number two is Old Ranch. It's a club corp uh, uh, course. So basically, I joined that so I can get access to all the club corp. Uh, golf courses here in Orange County. So you get access to like Aliso Viejo, Cota de Casa, Old Ranch, you know, et cetera. So nice. And then uh, the third one is this, uh, is this really cool um, course uh, in a small city called Placentia. Uh, the golf course is called Alta Vista Country Club. Dope. I think John Daly is a member there because I see him there quite often, especially on Saturdays. And he always brings like his whole posse of like 24 people and they always throw like a bash after after the rounds yeah john daly gets it in Dude, that guy can can play 18 hole barefooted and probably like shoot way under par like he's just nuts yeah he's nuts right and he'll he'll take your money wait so when you're playing on the course another tangent so you like to wager when you're playing yeah like- oh you have to like i i used to play i used to play golf or hot dogs and and, and, and coca-cola and then ever since i i met a bunch of korean guys like they got me into these money games you know twenty dollars became a hundred dollars hundred dollar became a thousand dollars and thousand dollar becomes five thousand dollar holes like it's just gnarly and and then you know it, it, it eventually became too stressful so i just like backtrack and now i we just do like two hundred dollar like like nassau you know Two hundred dollar NASA. Wait, so is that the total? Or are we talking two hundred front, two hundred back, two hundred nine? Yeah, yeah, two hundred front, two hundred back, two hundred overall. And sometimes, like if you're down, you can press. You know. Ooh. I mean, it, it, it's 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 <laughs> it's money, but it's not money where like you're just like, get upset. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I got allergies. You're sorry, my God. Yeah, sorry. those those were I'm Vietnamese Chinese, dude. Like, dude, like I mean, gambling's in our blood, dude. Like, we gotta play for something, dude. I just can't. I, now I just can't go out and play around. Is that how you're gonna label the Asian race? Gamblers? We're gamblers. We are like, dude. We had we had nothing to lose, everything to gain when we came here, dude. Like you already know that. No, you're right. right? We're gamblers. You're gamblers. Yeah, we're gamblers. We we yeah. had a we had a we had a golf cart race at due process for I think it was a hundred ahead. Yeah. I'm only telling you this because we won. Um, dude. Anyway. But yeah, you're right. You're right. I guess we are. You need degenerate. to play for something, dude. Like, come on. You got to play for here. something. Yeah, you got to play for something. Right. Maybe I'll win it and then I'll, I'll give it back to them or some shit like that. But we got to play for yeah. something. I play with these. Uh, I met these Korean guys at Marine Park in Brooklyn. Korean. We're talking about Korean people. Right. Like, the, dude, they're degenerates. Like, they're, right. 
and I got paired out. Shout out Dan. Uh, so basically, we were playing, and what we played, we played for lunch, which sounds like not that big of a deal. Something, it's still something. But lunch was like full ball out Korean barbecue, like in Brooklyn. So you know, by the time the day was over, you ended up spending like two hundred, two hundred fifty bucks because it's like you know, guys are ordering steak, shrimp, whatever, drinks, beers are flowing. So you know. I don't play with those guys a lot because that's it gets steep. Nope. Every week, no, but like it pays for itself. You know, it's like it's like you're not taking the money home. Like you put it back on the table so everybody can enjoy it. You know, but just it's just a yeah, pride of, of like walking away that you actually want something. You know, for so sure, it's all good. good. I I I'm down with that too. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that too. The wagering is fun. Okay, so Michael, tell us a little bit about your background, what you've been up to. Um, yeah, we know you have students golf. Some of you may or may not have heard of this brand, but a, a dope brand on the golf space. That's popping right now. Yeah. So, Michael, tell us the story. Yeah, man. So, uh, my name is Michael. Um, I founded a brand called Publish about 15, 16 years ago. Um, the brand um, eventually grew way bigger than what I had intentionally uh, set out to do. Um, 120 employees um, distributed in about 28, 30 different countries full-blown distribution channels, just everything. I mean, you're talking about 120-something employees. You're talking about half a million dollars in payroll a month. I mean, it's just nuts. So um, I eventually got super sick from it. Um, I got super sick from it. And um, one day I went back in my office and then uh, I fell in the back of my chair and I had like a, a semi-seizure uh, and I was like twitching just all over the floor. Um, and so I was rushed to the ER and they finally diagnosed me with uh, hypertension and hypertension is just like main, it's basically just a, a lot of stress that you, your body has like indulge in, you know, um, and basically like, you know, obviously it, it was a big selling season and I had to go back to the office the next day because we were preparing for a big sales distribution, uh, sales meeting with everybody in town. So I went back in and the same thing happened and went back into ER again. And, and that's when my doctor said, you know, Mike, you better relax, you know, uh, otherwise you're going to endure a stroke. And I'm like, seriously? And he goes, I mean, what do I do with my work? He said, you're going to have to find a way to backtrack it. And so I had about a good six months for me to like slow, slow down the, the company so that I can eventually find a way to just relax and enjoy apparel again. Uh, what ended up happening is that I realized that as I was backtracking, we were losing, uh, we were losing, I was losing touch of the brand and I didn't want it to, to get any worse than it could possibly get. And so basically um, we had eventually let everybody go. And so during that time, um, I, I went into therapy. I went to physical therapy. I did everything. And the doctor recommended golf. And I'm like, golf? Who the, who the hell plays golf? Like, that's an old man sport. I'm like, oh shit, I'm about to hit, I'm about to hit 40s like pretty soon. Like, can't talk, can't talk shit about old people, you know? And so I went out with my lawyer and uh, we were at like a charity event, you know, and guys were like, guys from like really cool Orange County brands out there, Pepsi you know, Red Bull, Adidas, like just all the, just, just all the cool people were there at the charity event. And 
my lord took me to Raja Dunn and we grabbed it and he helped me grab a full on like M2 tailor made set. And I went out there and I swear to God, I freaking shanked every single shot and it was embarrassing myself. Like, and like, you know, being like a business person, right? Like failure sucks. And like, in, in order to go through like problems and issues, like your, your job is designed to like problem solve it. And I just couldn't figure out how to do it. And eventually I hit one solid shot. And I'm like, oh shit, is that what it feels like? And ever since then, like I, I, I caught the bug. And as I was catching the bug, I went out by myself and started exploring different things and looking at brands and stuff like that and buying clothes and stuff. And I started realizing that I couldn't find a brand that spoke to my, my roots growing up in streetwear, you know, stuff that spoke to my external lifestyle sensibilities that, that, that really like expressed myself as an individual. And so, you know, I, I, I had this idea of like a launching a, a clothing brand, but I was like, wait a minute. I just got sick from like walking away from like the biggest thing in my life. And why am I going to go back to it? It has makes no sense. And so I put that on pause for a little bit. And I went to go work for uh, Russell Westbrook. I was the president of the, of the brand. Um, but, you know, like my job, my duty over there wasn't so much about like running your own business. It's more about just giving him guidance in terms of like how to like, how to really roll out a, a clothing company without like making like mistakes and like costly mistakes along along the way and so while i was doing that i was healing and while i was healing i was golfing and i was golfing and i was golfing a lot i was completely addicted to the game and and then you know after after five years like you know i was like you know what i'm gonna give this clothing uh business another shot but like how can i do it in a way where like it's enjoyable again where i don't i don't want to stress about like the the rev and I don't want to stress about the net and I don't want to worry about employees and stuff like that. And just, I want to be creative and design again. And so when I set out to launch students, I had to choose a name that I feel like resonates with like people like that are in the, in the golf world. And so students fit perfectly. Um, I, myself, I feel like, like I am forever a student of the game. If, even if I, were to be a scratch handicapper one day, which will never probably happen. I'm always going to be like a student of the, of the game. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, it's a little gist of kind of how like students came about. That's awesome, man. So how long has the brand been out? Is it, has it been a year or two? It's fairly new, right? Man, it's super new. Uh, we're about to hit our one year and I feel like it's been so long. Ray, it's crazy, right? Ray, it's only been one year. It's been one year, but, to be honest, from, from your experiences, you're like rolled out in like the best retailers and I don't know, your, <clears throat> your clothes are, how can I say this? It has like your touch, like heavily graphic driven, but so done properly. And also just the way that you've rolled out, um, production and shipping, it's been pretty, pretty impressive considering you know, I that. Just got lucky. I mean, I, I mean, I feel like I'm lucky, right? Like, a, uh, mm -hmm. one, like being in, being in the apparel industry for, you know, 23 something years and, having factory resources and like, and all like the sales contacts and like relationship that you I've had over the years, you know, I, I think, uh, I mean, as soon as I launched students, like I just hit up a few stores and the word spread that, you know, I was back in business somehow. A, but a under, few 75 stores. 
<laughs> bro, it was, I was intentionally shooting for about 10 stores and like the word got around and 75 and now we're top tier retail stores <laughs> and now we're in about 125 stores like worldwide now so it, wow. it's fine but 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 my intent is still to try to keep it small still and, and 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 again like my intent is like is to really try to find a way to like enjoy apparel again you know for sure no that's awesome i have a question for ray but i want to take a moment and just shout out your doctor for prescribing golf as a as medication. That's amazing. Like that's really powerful. It's interesting. So Ray was commenting on just the overall store rollout. And a lot of people you guys might not know, Ray is Ray's been in the game when it comes to building brands for for quite a while. 15 years, Ray? 20? So he no, knows uh, I was a baby when I met Ray. It's it's more, but I'll we'll just use the number 15 because I'm already I'm already like dating myself. <laughs> He's missing. He, 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 he minus 10 right there, dude. He just easily minus 10. There. Right, right. But I'm, but I'm sure across all of those years you've seen, like, obviously you, you know, you commented on just the overall s store rollout, you know, all of the pieces that it takes for a brand to not only just get a product off the ground, but once it's made, like roll it out, which I think a lot of brands, especially in golf today's space, may or may not know i feel like at least for me i i go on instagram every five minutes and i see there's another random brand that's popping up that's trying to make a polo or make a hoodie or a head cover in it and it doesn't really feel like a brand and but and i think there's this different at least from my perspective there's a difference between making a product and creating a brand those are two very different things and not a lot of people are able to do that so right so from your experience what have you seen in the space? And this doesn't necessarily have to be specifically with golf, but what are good traits that you see brands, you know, when they roll out and try to launch and, and appeal to a consumer? Um, what things do you kind of like, what's your top three of, hey, these are the must, the must haves you think for a brand to succeed? I think number one, to be a brand or even to be a successful brand, um, this will sound really corny and almost like generic, but be yourself um kind of like show off like why you're doing your brand what's the ethos of the brand and when i say ethos it's like you know i like playing golf with my kids or i like playing this course or you know i i genuinely um love the game i don't need to be at like i don't need to be at this fancy golf course in arizona or this golf course in seattle or this golf course in whatever in the hamptons but the fact that you show like you know you can appreciate like being outside and seeing animals or i don't even want to there's so many different things like there has to be how can i say this like in streetwear the, the reason like streetwear was like it has such a big boom is because every brand had its own identity everything looked different right like this brand looked like this this brand looked like that this brand was heavily into like you know this is like the streetwear hipster brand this is mm -hmm. the streetwear like brand that has like skate roots this is the brand that's just like more like I don't know, like celebrity driven. Um, anyway, that's a shitty example of celebrity driven one. But <laughs> to make a long to make a long story short, um, on Instagram you can use this tool to show off your authenticity. Um, I think authenticity is everything, and you know, faking the funk. People can see through it. I mean, uh, I mean, of course, like there there are some that that, that kind of like get get by. But at the end of the day, um, I don't know. A good example for me is like let's just uh let's just use steve malvin right like he's out there like playing golf with his kids but also remember like you backtrack he was doing frank 151 back in the days and he mm -hmm. was telling stories 
And when he was telling stories, he was telling stories of like all different cultures, graffiti artists, um, you know, <clears throat> the country, the country of the Philippines, even like, you know, artists like, uh, like MQ, um, his background was really, he dove into like the culture. And when you have like a little bit of culture and you blend in golf, and then you kind of share like what you love about golf, you, you tie in family. It's almost like, I mean, who's, who's not going to love that. Right. Um, I mean, I, I love seeing people play golf with their kids. Cause when I was a kid growing up, I couldn't play golf with my dad. My dad, <clears throat> he loved golf. And it was like, this is my thing. This is what I do. I watch golf. Shut up. Like I'm listening, you know, like I want to hear everything I'm watching. I'm, I'm dialed in. So like seeing, you know, people enjoy golf with their kids, with their family, like father, son, like father, son, mother, like everybody. It's, it's just kind of, it's just kind of nice to see. I mean, maybe that's because like, I'm a, I'm a parent and I have two kids, but all in all, it, it keeps everybody, it keeps everybody young. Just, just seeing everybody just get together. I mean, I just love seeing people get together. Michael will tell you this. Like when I go visit Michael, Michael will make sure that he gets together his friends and we all hang out when, when we talk, we always plan to get people together. Like even from the older days of like trade shows, like we always made sure we shared resources. You know, we kept it, we kept everything in the family, right? Like, Oh, you should hit up this guy. This guy has low, low MOQs. Let's do this guy. He'll deliver on time. And uh, you know, he, he won't, he won't fuck you on like shitty samples and blah, blah, blah. So, um, I don't even know if I answered your question, but no, no, that's good. No. I, I think, I think there's, there's really only one thing like authenticity is, is, is what it is. And, and, and also too, like, you got to remember like product product now is so um i don't know people are just slapping logos on everything um logos are powerful but also to you know what is what is that logo about right like yeah that's true so let's just talk about like brands like brands like adidas golf like they're doing like you know they have like adidas golf guys that, that mess with like the skate guys like adidas skateboarding play you know they a lot of these guys play golf like they're kind of using that that performance brand is showing like, you know, they're, they have culture within all these different sports. So I don't know. I think the key thing is like kind of like connecting, um, connecting with people and also connecting the cultures. And then again, like, you know, really good product because at the end of the day, um, who gives a shit about moisture wicking stuff, right? Like I, whatever, that's great. Like, I don't care. I love Gore-Tex, but like, I want to wear certain, like, like Gore-Tex jacket. Like, you know what I mean? Like I see like, for instance, I saw you at Innis, with Christian Hafer, and he had like a sick, he had a sick, um, was it zero gravity? I don't, I think so. And I was like looking at that jacket, like, dude, that jacket looks cool. Not because I know what he's going to do with it. He's going to use it for like, you know, he's going to put like battery here, camera here, whatever, like film camera here. But like, you know, you can appreciate these like really good garments that are functional. Um, and that's really what we like, like not to like fucking, you know, talk about Michael's shit, but like students is very graphics driven, right? Like graphics are, you know, they tell big stories. And then also too, you got to remember like his shirts are certain shirts. They're not the usual, like, you know, you're not using like a Gildan or a, or a Bayside or a 1301, right? Um, it's a cut and show shirt that's more fashionable. So like, you know, these like little, little signature things that you do to tweak it, to make it your own. That's, that's really what I like about brands. Yeah. I might be just ranting right now because I've, I've drank a lot of coffee today. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is good. Those are some of the key things. And, and, and I mean, to be honest, like having like a, <clears throat> having like a group of people in your corner that kind of can, can connect, you know, going back to like, going back to like, uh, like Malvin, like his events, like, you know, he has 
he has people that are tied into the buckets club he has people that are tied into the Melbourne golf club he has like friends of friends you know like i'd never thought that i'd be playing or hanging out with cc sabathia like you know the golf is just so like i don't know dude the yeah, connection now i mean now the, though, i mean now the connection yeah. now is different because now i'm 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 going to say this blatantly. Like, I think people like us are the ones who are making it cool. You know what I mean? Like, and then also too, we're helping each other. Like, you know what I mean? Like I want to tell people like, Oh, you know, Carson's doing this thing with swag golf. I think people should know about it. Let me write about it. Like whatever. It's, it's all, it's all good to support each other and, and kind of like push each other in a way where we're going like forward. And at the end of the day, grow the game. That, that thing is bullshit. We're the ones that are, that are growing the game. We're the ones kind of like, making you know making a statement like you know poc is part of this new movement like style is a big part of the movement um creators are part of this movement um damn i'm gonna run for fucking president <laughs> he's hype right now is it or it could be the coffee we don't know no, no i don't want to like, run for president i don't want to run for president i don't, I don't <laughs> want none of that shit but like to add on like what ray just said you know like to be honest like i mean if you want to backtrack it like streetwear like the word streetwear right like it wasn't really a thing like it really took like a group, a, like a collective group of guys, like to really make it a thing, right? I mean, back in the East Coast, you had like Mighty Healthy, King Stampede, Reason, like you know, like Mr. Yeah, Jamie, Jamie, Money, Jamie Story was Jay like Money, yeah, Union, like Recon, whatever, right? And then the East Coast, and then the West Coast, yeah, like Crooks, like Hundreds, and Obey, and just a bunch of other brands, like, and like it really took like a collective group of people to like to really make it work and like and that's the beauty of it is like all 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 of them got together and like really like carved this whole like this carved this industry within like the power world you know and i think kind of like what's going on with golf right now too like i really like love steven as, as a human being first and foremost like you know yeah like i have a golf brand too and yes in some ways like i i am like competing on like a very small level but like steven involves me in on like like on his projects you know he invited me into like the whole stock x thing and and that's beautiful and 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 he told me like he he wants to he wants to see a bunch of brands like participate in his events and and that's beautiful you know what i mean so yeah that's cool and it takes and, and literally it's going to take a lot of people like ourselves uh people like me <clears throat> to like really make this thing cool again because I mean, pre-COVID or pre-2015, from what I was told, like, golf was dying. Golf was completely dead. And, like, during the pandemic, it just got nuts, you know what I mean? To the point where, like, a lot of these, like, gamers that the event that I'm at right now, like, dude, they picked up the golf club, like, literally two years ago. And now, they're, like, diehards. And some of them are, like, three and two handicappers because they just kept at it. And the reason why they kept at it is because their peers are – kicking their asses on the golf course um, for the money or whatever it is. And they're out there practicing and they're enjoying this whole like atmosphere of just having your peers and your friends playing golf, you know? And I think that's what's helping growing the sport uh, like a lot more these days, you know, for sure. You know, like yeah. the golf course is now like your little fashion show now, like now you go out and you see guys like pull up in like new gear and stuff like that all the time. And like, and not everything has to be like a brand or a big brand. Like everyone has like their own sensibility. They can go to Gap and put pick a bunch of outfits and put a bunch of I, I sorry items, and that's their sensibility, and it looks great. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, like uh, uh kind of adding on what 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 Ray was talking about. I think on authenticity, 
is very key and essential to uh, to your brand. And your brand has to like speak a certain story where it provokes an emotional, uh, like uh, creates an emotional attachment for a consumer want to like invest into you, right? And what I mean investing is like buying into your product, especially with nowadays like Alibaba and and all that stuff. Like, it's very easy to create product, but it, you got to create product with meaning, right? And that and if that your product has meaning, has has depth, and has a story to tell, it just transcends so much more, and it it can last. 20 25 years from now and be like yo that is like memorability shit you know what i mean so for sure question related to that well <clears throat> well two questions one where do you guys think from a consumer perspective like put your consumer hat on how do you think that the average you know younger you know person that's got, getting into golf right now their value of brand versus function is it 50 50 is it 60 40 does that make sense what i'm asking hmm I think it's kind of like, I think it might be 50, 50. Cause number one, when I, when I think of brands, I think of like, you know, guys, skateboards that, all right, they can connect with that company. Like this company's hash, like I'll write an anti-hero deck. This company's whatever, super duper tech. I'll skate a primitive deck. I mean, I, I think it's 50, 50, but also too, um, kids are a lot smarter now on what they're buying. You know what I mean? Like they do the research, you know, they, they find out like who's behind the brands. Um, and they're they're very fickle on who they want to kind of partner up with. I mean, they, you know, I don't see like people. I mean, how can I say this? I don't see people running to this to PGA Superstore now um, to buy brands. Like I see them going to like these like select stores like a bodega and and like oh man, I think I like Quiet Golf. I like the you know I like their accessories. I like their their chill shirts and you know their their, their mellow design and like the minimalist like look. Like I, I think kids are. You know, kids are smart nowadays as far as like what brands they want to wear and what they what they're aligned with. I mean, I can even go as far as like saying like I had a Gap Yeezy Balenciaga shirt on the other day. Like I didn't like what he said the other day, and like I had to put something over the shirt because I like the way the the mock neck fits, but I can't be wearing because he's saying crazy shit. So I have to like, you know what I mean? So like people are concerned <laughs> because of like Instagram. for sure. I don't, I don't know why I threw that out there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, my, I mean, Michael, why don't you tell some yay stories? I know you got some good ones. Oh, sorry. Uh, never mind. Never mind. I, don't, we won't talk about <laughs> I do. I have a whole, I have a whole case full of them, but I'm, I'm going to tuck it away for now. You know, maybe uh, like maybe on our next episode, Andrew. Yeah. We'll bring it up to the next episode, but I will say, look, not to talk about Kanye too much from a, cause a lot of the fashion week dialogue that's happening right now in the commentary that that's surrounding, you know, the, the choices that he made, I, I respect like, look, what he did it was just not well, this is my perspective what he did was just not cool but i do uh the i'm forgetting the woman that worked at vogue who actually came at it and provided a really it was like a, i thought a thoughtful you know and, and well articulated critique the whole episode of it dude yeah like, coming from was, like an articulate like law perspective like it's right. crazy about. Yep. like i thought that was really cool and then just because it, it made me think about just within uh, just fashion and style as a whole. A lot of people don't understand a lot of the like the thinking and the references that go that go into making of a thing. And sometimes that thing is the expression in the graphics. Like some of the things that you do might be a nod to you know a vintage piece or a nod to something that has like higher cultural meaning. Um, I just find that to be interesting because I think a lot of people don't really think about the stuff on that level. And when you do, you kind of learn something, which I think is cool. I miss the old. We learn a lot from it. 
Yeah, yeah. And quite frankly, I, I think, I think people. Are, I mean, I mean, people are all are also stupid as well too. So people interpret things <laughs> uh, differently. But whatever. I don't want to get too much into Kanye. I think we're going to get in trouble talking about Kanye West. No, <laughs> I, I, I miss the old Kanye. Sorry. I miss the old Kanye. I think, I think Kanye needs to be prescribed some golf. That's what he needs. Kanye needs to go. You know no, what? no, 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 no golf um, <laughs> No, Ray, it's good for the sport, dude. It's good. Whatever, dude. He, just, he needs to relax. I mean, even Justin Bieber plays golf, dude. That is true. He's fine. His swing is beautiful, believe it or not. Yeah. Is he a good golfer? I don't know. Yeah. I, I know that he played golf in Canada when he was there. Oh, there you go. He skates too, so he could figure it out. <laughs> he skates. <laughs> That's funny. All right. One more question. So, and this is like, this is graphics and aesthetics aside. I think the biggest movement that's happening within golf specifically, and maybe in other areas of, of fashion and culture is this, this idea of the crossover where within golf, like when you think of a Stephen Malbin or a student or, or a lot of the stuff that Ray has brought to the table with a lot of brands, it's never this idea of a person in golf who only knows golf, that's only bringing golf thinking to the table. Like, you know, like Michael, you were bringing, you know, a lot years of streetwear experience to the table and then you're bringing that into golf. Like, do you think that that is the future of, of, you know, kind of like how this game is a continue to evolve where more and more people are bringing in crossover thinking? Or do you think there's a world where someone can be like, you know what, like I am an OG golf brand. I'm just going to do like some OG golf stuff strictly from a golf background and perspective and make it better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I get it. Like, I mean, I mean, there's always going to be like timeless brands that will never go away. You know, like, if you were to go for like a classic derby shoot, like you're always going to look at like foot joy, you know, like I don't think any other brands are going to make like that, that derby shoot just as, uh, as good as, as foot joy. Uh, I, I, I think, I think, I think, I think the, 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 the issue that's happening in, in golf right now is that if you were to say, go to a golf course, right. And you're meeting someone for the first time and it's a random person, and whatever he's wearing, he's obviously wearing like a very clean, like he's wearing like a clean polo slacks and, and shoes. Like you really don't know what he does outside of golf because of the way he's dressed. Like he just, he looks like just another golfer. Is he a, a financial advisor? Is he a banker? Is he a, a realtor? Is insurance broker? Or is he into like really cool automotive? Like you don't know until like you really talk to him. And so what's happening right now is that you know, like you don't have to wear like golf brands and golf clothes to go golfing in. Like you can mix and match it and show your external lens, like that sensibility. Like for example, like my buddy, uh, uh, like like BJ from Period Correct. Where every time I golf in them, he's never wearing golf clothes. He's wearing a probably like some sort of like fragment, like cargo pants, and mixed with a Nike like ACG vest with a. Uniqlo polo underneath and that's his golf attire and what that tells me is that he's he's a man of detail he's a man of like technicalities he's whatever like and 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 then he throws on like this 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 bmw beamer hat like that shows me that he's also in the cars you know yeah and, and my friend can pick that up easily like anybody can pick that up easily you know and like like ray too like when i meet like when i go golf for ray, like, 
Ray's always wearing a bunch of vintage shit, you know, and that shows his sensibility. It's it's always baggy, means that, you know, like, you know, and I see like some sort of skate aesthetic coming from him because it's just how, like, that's just his taste. And I think that taste and character are eventually going to, like, prevail and, like, and eventually going to be uh, uh, a, a thing, a thing, a future in, in golf. And, like, to me, like, to be honest, like, there needs to be, there needs to be more stylists in, in golf, right? There needs yeah, to be, true. There needs to be, like, I mean, these golfers make so much effing money. Like, oh, my God, like, so much money. Even if you make $5 million, you can afford a stylist, right? And, like, but the issue is that, like, these these golfers, I get the whole contract deal, right? But these golfers are, like, are, like, are, like, are, like, inclined to where the, the brand well, why don't they just speak up and tell them exactly like what they want, right? They're just yeah. literally putting on clothes because they're obligated to. Well, why don't they tell them like what type of taste level and get these bigger brands like Adidas and Nike and stuff like that to also help evolve? You know, like it's, it's I think it's too expensive for like small brands like myself to like get there. Like there's just, it's, it's just not possible. But these brands, they do have a voice. They do have a palette to like to really get it involved, you know, so. Um, but yeah, I but, a, but yeah. a lot of but a lot of a lot of a lot of them don't focus on the style. They they focus on revenue drivers. They focus on revenue drivers and, yeah, and like margins, you know. And it's yeah. it's you know it's it's getting better though. Like now, when you go on the course, when you see like a certain dude on the course, like oh, it's kind of like comparative to like back in the back in like the late eighties when somebody was wearing bands or walker, like oh that dude's a skater, he must know mm -hmm. what's up. Mm -hmm. Now, when you go on the golf course, it's similar. Like oh, you see this guy wearing like I don't know like like a sick Arceteryx hoodie and he wants to play in the rain and he has like these crazy echo Gore-Tex shoes. Like you this guy has a certain taste and you appreciate it. You're like, Oh, this guy's into like comfort tech and, and none of them are golf brands. And none of them are golf and none, brands. Yeah. Like literally like literal. Like, it's a mix. Brands. It'll be like uh, some, some of them will be like a little mix. You could tell like this dude is like, mm -hmm. whatever, like, I don't know. He's like into ad, he's into ad some, but he's also into like whatever, like he's been playing golf for a while. And there's a mix. This of I threw in you know, as a brand. Yeah. Atom is dope. I, I mean, I'm I'm only, I'm only saying that because like we saw we saw it at Innis, right? Yeah, they make some cool stuff in the, in the shop. They sell. Shout out to Atom, even though um I don't really wear their gear, but I appreciate seeing them in like one of the sickest golf places in in upstate New York. You know what I mean? Like that's just kind of like where golf is headed now. It's headed very style driven now, you know. And I think um that's really going to drive drive golf because who the hell? None of us are going to be fucking shooting under under par for four fucking four fucking rounds in a row i mean really the relatability is uh, you know the apparel that's how we communicate with each other and also, and also the love of the game and you know just kind of just enjoying being out there so you sure. know, back to what you're saying with the style portion the style portion is very important because you have people like cole young who looks fucking cool and everything and like he has a nice taste of like you know telling the story of like you know, the early, you know, early golf equipment and then like tying it into his graphics with his t-shirts and his like homage and obsession with Fred Couples. Like more of that. Like more of that. Like I, I love that. Um but yeah, back to style, even like skateboarding. Style defines everything. Like people could do tons of the illest tricks, but the dude that looks good on the board naturally will always be the one that stands out. Um Yeah, that's true. But I know a few stylish skateboarders, so yeah, yeah. So qu question about that. So connected to that, I feel like there's a lot of uh, uh, the clothing in golf tends to get a lot of discussion and as it should, because that is how, to your point, that's how we express ourselves. 
but at least I think, especially nowadays, there's been a lot of this emergence of that same type of thinking and you're starting to see it permeate other categories. It's going into like balls and gloves and, and things that you don't necessarily wear in your, wear in your hat, where I think this idea of, of function, like I think for the longest people thought that like, you have to use this ball. Like if you don't use this ball, like you're, you're not playing the, the game the right way, but I'm seeing more and more brands. Are <laughs> Noodles, <to> top light. <laughs> yeah. But like, you know, that, that thinking from a function meets, yeah. Function meets style, you know, where, where you get that perfect balance. Um, I'm seeing more and more brands that are kind of like, you know, thinking that way. Do you guys think that there's going to be more of that when you look beyond, you know, like a polo? Um, like for another example that I think of is the, and this isn't like the perfect example, but it starts to show you this balance of function and brand where the tailor-made X kith collaboration, right? Where it's a stealth driver, it's the, you know, the P790 irons, and these things have been out and they can stand on their own to a certain extent to a certain consumer. But when you start to integrate another brand to that, it, it completely changes the meaning of that product. Um, do you guys see more of that happening beyond the clothing? Do you think the clothing is going to get maxed out from that perspective where people are just kind of like exploring and seeing what sticks? I, I think now that their brands are starting to test that out after seeing kind of what, how they curated their event. Um, and I got a really good story, but I'm not going to tell it. Um, <laughs> it involves, yes. And it involves uh kit and collaborations. Anyway, I think they're just touching the surface, but you know, just the way that they did things as far as like, you know, from the balls to the to shoes, to the pants, to outerwear, to the vests, the jackets, to the putters, to the driver. I think it's just, it just scratched the surface. I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to assume that golf brands don't really understand the phenomenon of, of the success of that because number one, they don't believe in it. And I haven't spoken to anybody there, but I, I know for a fact, they're like, what the fuck did just happen? We just sold X amount of units in two minutes. Yeah, some guy was, customized whatever. Yeah. Like this guy did a custom. How did this work? Oh my God. And this dude is located <laughs> in Carl. And this dude is located in Carlsbad, has no fucking idea what's going on on this side of the earth. <laughs> like, dude, this is a format that's been working for streetwear for almost two decades. Mm -hmm. Where have you fucking been, dude? This is the, there's a reason why this works. Because you know it's it's a there's a there's a little bit of a formula and of course there's like a twist. Sure. Kind of customizing something for a certain customer appeals to the masses because you know at the end of the day, everyone wants stuff they can't get. It's like that hot girl that's in your class. I like her. Won't talk to me. <laughs> See, I I'm I'm waiting for the students golf. X Scotty Cameron, you know, limited edition Newport with the with the turquoise paint on the back. Like I'm waiting for that to drop. Calm You're talking down. to Scotty? You're talking you to Scotty? Let me know. You'll calm down. <laughs> what? Yeah, and this is supposed to be off topic. I just I just threw that out there, guys. I You're talking to Scotty? Yo, Scotty, hit me up. Man, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> but like, but like things like that would be would be dope, you know. Yeah, man. Honestly, like whatever's happened, like 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 what 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 Ray, myself, and like Cole, Steven, like just you know, like all the guys that are creating brands in, in in this golf world. I think we we understand the like to me. I feel like golf is like such a 
it, it's 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 so bare and it's so clean that there's so many opportunities in golf and that if you bring a cool idea like okay sorry if you bring like an old idea in like for example in streetwear and bring it to golf it's gonna work because like one we've already experienced the formula already right. we've seen it we've seen the phenomenon we've seen what like nike does with all the customs right like we see all the all the nike sds and like all that stuff like we've seen the formula and like we're bringing it to golf shit's gonna crap and the thing is like are we going to get all like the old heads like guys to like turn their heads maybe i don't know but i think what's helpful is that we're turning the younger heads the guys that are going to be going to have like another 40 50 years in this business that's going to also influence his kids his his peers and i think that's how this golf world is going to grow in terms of performance wise i don't know where it's going to go i really don't and i quite frankly i'm not like a like a, a equipment guy in any means at all but like there's a reason why cole doesn't really fuck with a new driver just doesn't care right mm-hmm. he hits an old ass r5 probably just as long as any new technology he does right and he's totally fine with it maybe he's losing five ten different yards whatever it is right but appeal and like aesthetic to him is like super important functional like 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 it, it functions like why go out and buy a new driver when it's only going to benefit me five ten yards like i'm just gonna stay cool with like what i have going on right now you know so yeah it's interesting uh, the apparel clothing i mean that's where my field yes there's going to be like you know different different type of weaves and different type of materials and stuff like that but i think we've also maxed there you know like nano we've done nano for so long now like like graphene like maybe graphene going to apparel but that shit would be so freaking expensive like why right like there's a reason why also Cole doesn't wear polyester shit because he doesn't believe in it. He doesn't care about polyester polos. He's gonna wear a hundred percent cotton, beefy four hundred and ten grams of double weave jersey, <laughs> and he's totally fine with it. You know, and and I, to be honest, I don't like. And then Ray too doesn't give really care about polyester polos either. Like I don't give a shit. Yeah, he he really don't like. Yeah. So I think at the end of the day. And it all comes down to like storytelling through the garments. I think what's going to be important, right? And I think what's the difference between like the bigger brands and then like the smaller brands now is that guys like Callaway, Nike, Adidas, Travis Matthew, Puma, whatever it is, they can't put controversial topics and ideas and messages on their clothing because they would fuck up their whole business. They would alienate the whole clientele that don't understand like why that message is the way that it is. Right. But where we come in, is like our art and streetwear side. Right. And so I'm able to put like a graphic on our T that says, if you play bad, play bad faster. Imagine like, or, or imagine like, imagine, like imagine if like Nike did that, like it just wouldn't make sense. It just wouldn't make sense. Like it's just like, so, so like they're bound to just making like really general products for the mass. And I think like what what uh, why like why the the success of these of these collaborations and like the collaboration with Kith and like ourselves and Metalwood and like Malvin and Quiet and you know all that stuff. It's like we actually have our own voice and we're okay with having and we're okay with like really delving it deep deep into like our own core 
And if and if you don't fuck with it, it's totally fine because our intent is to really like really narrow down to like who really fucks with us, us hard. You know what I mean? So for sure, yeah, yeah. And it goes back to Ray's point of this idea of just authenticity from from the jump, where you're just being true to who you are, and being true to who you are is how you express yourselves verbally, visually, so on and so forth. And yeah, that it, it, that's actually like the perfect foundation for everything. Um, I know we were going over on time. Quickly, can we talk about the superstition with the ball markers? Because, Michael, a little bit. Yo, all right, simple, dude. Let's say your mom makes really good spaghetti. <laughs> okay, yeah. Really good spaghetti. Yeah. And it's a potluck. Yep. Why the fuck are you going to bring spaghetti over and offend her? Yeah. I, I Okay, I get that. Right. So if you're playing Pebble Beach, Pebble Beach Lynx, yeah. and you bring a Shadow Creek ball marker, Rich! and you lay, it, you lay <laughs> it on God, Mother's Earth, green, you know your ass is going to be fucking cursed. Your ass ain't making that putt. You might even three, four putt that shit because you're not using the right ball marker. Right? Am I making sense? Like, yeah. Why the hell would you use another course's ball marker on the course you're playing at? It's just, you, yeah. Not about you're just you guys, like, but I've bad. lost enough money using someone else's ball marker on that damn green when I shouldn't be using it. I don't, I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I use. It, I don't care about that. Shut up. You're, you're, a, crazy, you're a crazy person. You're, you're a crazy person. You live the life of leisure. Life you're crazy. Of life of Ryan checks. <laughs> I mean, I I get that. I get that. That that kind of makes sense. It's a little crazy, but it makes sense. It's a little crazy, no, but it kind of makes no, sense. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a little crazy. Okay, it's like so going to another doctor's office and recommending another doctor's name. Why the fuck I never, did you do that? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would probably not happen, but I get it. Okay, so if you're playing if you're playing a oh, new track. Oh, oh, yeah. A better, another thing. Why would you talk about Adidas when you're going into Nike? Hmm? That's different. That's, that's different. Yeah, no, that's, no, but but I but I but I also you're in I also someone's wore... house. A golf course is someone's house. Yeah, but I wore a New Balance to a Nike meeting. I don't care. They're not selling okay. me shoes. Well, you're an asshole. You're not supposed to be doing that shit. <laughs> okay, never mind. Ray, Ray. Okay, never mind. Ray. Right. <laughs> Your wife makes really good ribeye. Your wife makes really good ribeye. But I'm gonna bring my own. I'm gonna bring my own though. How the thing, how the hell did you like you think she's gonna feel? Oh no, that's that's a that's a whole different category. exactly. She's gonna kick me out. So <laughs> guess what? That ball that's ain't not, going. This is not a this is not applicable in this conversation. She's I don't fuck. Oh, yeah, applicable. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mess. So that's it. my superstition, Andrew. Sorry. I, no, that's helpful to know. But okay, so if you're playing in basically every time you're playing a new track before you tee off, you are in the pro shop buying a ball marker. Oh fuck that, yes! And that is your ball marker for the that is your ball marker for the day. Yeah, that's interesting. I have, I have, I have a collection, uh, probably over close to two hundred ball markers. I believe that. Yeah, that tracks. And I buy two of them, at, just in case I, I lose it. What about what if it's like a generic ball marker? What if it's a ball marker that has no affiliation to a club? then that's fine. But you Got don't it. use another course's ball marker on that course. It just does not make I, sense. I do it all the time. That's why your ass ain't making those putts, dude. <laughs> that makes sense. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna to try to apply that. that, makes, that makes, think, uh, about, maybe. think about it, dude. 
Think about it. It's like you're offending the house, the owner of the house. Why would you do that? Huh. Hmm. Yeah, Ray. Think about it. Hmm, maybe should you might win some more money games by using the ball market that belongs to the damn golf course. Maybe we should put this theory. Let's test this out. I'll try it going for it. Yeah. If you put this on YouTube, you should make this a question and then like have people comment. I never thought about it like that because like I'll like I played I think I played Innis uh, a few like a, a week or so ago and I think yeah. I used like a Phoenician marker. Was it Phoenician? Why? It was either Phoen- because it's in my fucking Seamus bag. What the hell you want me to do? It's, right. it's in the bag. I fucking what am I using? Mesa Verde one. I wanted to use a, the, the metal one. Right. I, I I'm not digging that- into like fucking. I'm just grabbing a marker. Yeah, bro. I I have like, I have kind of like crazy, crazy a foldable pouch with like plastic sleeves full of ball markers. Oh yeah, the whole look, <clears throat> the ball, the ball marker part of the day is a very important part of the round. And I have like an an Altoids tin that's just full of them, and I have it's it's a great tin. It stays closed, but then in the parking lot, I'm deciding like what my marker is for the day, just based off of vibe. And sometimes it's like, oh, I'm gonna use this, you know silver dollar or whatever or i'm going to use this band and dunes marker or i have like weird stuff too and i actually lost this one i'm really mad it was there was this louis vuitton event in the city and they were giving out like just pins and it, the pin was like the old like the original there was some old like louis vuitton car and it was like this orange sort of like enamel pin and i basically took a hammer and i like I, I I chiseled the the pin off the back and I would and I would use it as a marker, but it was a little small. But I lost it at Marine Park and it was one of my favorite markers. But you know, but I like mixing it up. You can gonna, use anything at the ball market. Just don't use another company at another company. This is an interesting theory. We're gonna we're gonna put this to test and then actually. A brand's what, okay. Yeah, but just not like the golf course like name on another okay. golf course. Yeah. That's fair. But, but like Chinese, dude. There's a lot of superstitions going on. Like I know them all. Oh boy, here we yeah, go. That's funny because sometimes it is a nice little flex. Like, yeah, that's a whole. That's a whole other. <laughs> that's a whole separate podcast. Man, you know it's true, right? I don't know about that. Filipinos are Chinese people too. That we could argue about that all day long. No, we're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we are. Yes, you are. But we're also like, I don't know. We're like Hispanic. Asian people. I don't, I don't know. You're basically Hispanic Chinese people. <laughs> Michael, next time you're out here in Queens, we got to go play golf. You know, I also live in Queens, by the way, too. Me and Ray are like, I don't know, 15 minutes apart, something like that. All right. I got to make my way out to Queens then. Yeah. Let's go. You're not going to come out here. It's too cold for you. You're soft. That is true. It is. It's it's cold. I'll make my way out there. Let's do it. All right, guys. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the time. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Fair Game Podcast. If you haven't already, you can hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever service you may be using. We've also launched the Fair Game app, golf's first digital clubhouse, the place to play your game and connect with golfers across the country. You can find it in the App Store or on Google Play. You can also find us on Instagram at Fair Game Golf and check out some of our original videos on our YouTube page. You can find all these links in the podcast episode details. We'll see you next time.